After all, if your husband is chasing a murderer, well, it, it doesn't look very nice for him to have his face smeared with lipstick, now does it? Especially if it's another woman's lipstick. National Broadcasting Company presents The Adventures of the Abbots, starring Claudia Morgan and Les Damon as Pat and Jean Abbott, the nationally popular characters of detective fiction created by Francis Crane. Pat and Jean are brought to you each week at this time by NBC, inviting you to join them for another recorded adventure in romance and crime. And here is Jean Abbott to set the stage for tonight's puzzle in murder, a story entitled The Rickshaw Red Lipstick. Very much against Pat's wishes, I went down to the San Francisco waterfront with him. Even though we live in the town, he usually forbids my going there. We went to a dilly of a place. It was a rough and tumble bar and cabaret for longshoremen. We'd gone there to look for an old friend of Pat's, Frank Spenson, a retired sea captain who owned the property. You see Mr. Spenson anywhere, Pat? No. I can't understand what's become of him, Jean. Last week when he phoned me, he sounded very worried. Tell the lady's fortune. Would the lady want to know the secrets that lie in the cards? Uh, no, thank you. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Jean, darling, in case you haven't heard, fortune-telling is a lot of malarkey. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, sir. If madame will try, you shall see how accurate my predictions are. It is only one dollar. Uh, it's a fake, Jean. The whole thing is a fake. But, sir... Now, look, never mind the fortune. Just tell me something. Is Frank Svensson around? Svensson? Yes, he owns the property here. I am sorry. I've never heard of him. Oh, madame. Very interesting. Ilona sees you have a fascinating palm. Now, if madame would what like... What do you see, Ilona? I see many handsome men. Oh. oh, you do? Of course, uh, they are dim in the past. Uh, maybe you'd better skip the past, Ilona. <laughs> uh, I should say not. Let's hear about it. I didn't know you had a lot of men in your past, dear. Oh, there's one in particular, a uh, continental type. Oh, there is? Oh, he was very important in your past, madame. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, just skip it, will you? A lot of this fortune-telling is, uh, malarkey. Oh, it is, isn't it? Well, I'll have you know that, uh, these fortune-tellers are very accurate sometimes. Now, go ahead, Elona. Madame was dancing with this man, oh, some years ago. Uh, Elona, uh, maybe you'd better tell my fortune from the cards, hmm? Mm. Never mind the past? Oh, not on your life. The continental type, huh? With oil in his hair, maybe? And a little mustache? Pat, I did know a few men before I met you. But what of it? Aha! Uh -huh. This line in the palm, the love line, it turns toward this man in your past. You saw him many times, and then that one night... That will do, Alona. Thank you. That's all. The end. Cut. No, 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 no. Go on, Alona. Take a real good look at her hand, and then tell me. Uh, yes, uh, Mr... Uh... Uh, Abbott. Pat Abbott. Abbott. This is my wife, Jean. 
Now, tell me... Uh, uh, yes, sir. What happened that one night with that broken-down Romeo? He was not broken down, and he was not a Romeo. Oh, well, that night, uh, the pawn tells me that they... Thank you. Thank you, Alona. That's fine. I'm so sorry you finished. <laughs> Pay her, Pat. Oh. Pat, please. Okay, okay. Here you are, Alona. <gasps> Five dollars? Yes, it was worth it. Oh, you are so sweet. For that, Ilona kissed you. Oh, hey, uh, mm, mm, thank uh, you, thank you. Muchas gracias. Yes, I have suddenly uh, developed a violent dislike for that woman. Well, why? I think she was very interesting. The palm is so fascinating. Wipe that lipstick off your face and stop grinning. <laughs> she couldn't help kissing me, Jean. I oh. affect women that way. I... Hey, look at my handkerchief. What color is that lipstick? It has. Oh, it's a new shade, Pat. It, it, it has purple in it. That's why it looks so funny. Huh? It's called Rickshaw Red. Mm, makes me seasick. Pat! Pat, there's a fight over at the bar. Well, sit tight, dear. Be prepared to duck. One of them's awfully young, Pat, isn't he? Looks like he's about 19. Well, he shouldn't start anything with that big fellow who's talking to him. He'll get his jaw broken. Don't worry, Gene. That kid can handle himself. Well, he doesn't look that way to me. The boy is here. Keep behind this table, Jean. Pat, the big fellow will kill that young boy. Pat, they have guns. Stop them. No, it's too late. Keep down, Jean. Pat. Pat, the boy killed him. He, he shot the big fellow. Oh, no, he didn't. The kid had a gun all right, but if you look at that big lug's body lying there in the sawdust, you'll see he didn't die of bullets. There's a knife in his back, Jean. While they were making fireworks with the gun, somebody in this place tossed a knife into that big boy on the floor. The boy, Pat, is coming over here. Please, please, help me. I, I gotta get out of here. Huh? They'll hold me for the cops. Look, I didn't kill him. Someone threw a knife. That's what killed him. I just aimed for his arm. You've gotta believe all me. All right, all right. Come on. <laughs> While this crowd's running around, maybe we can duck out the back door. It's this way. Please, please help me. Stay with me. Someone's gotta listen to me. Down at Pier 7, we've gotta stop that boat. What boat? What's wrong? I'll tell you on the way. We can stop them if you're game. Game? Yes. You see, they're liable to kill anyone who steps on board. The, the young boy stood there in the smoky barroom with a crowd milling around. Blood was streaming from his mouth where the big fellow smashed him with his fist. He, he was hysterical. Pat grabbed him with one arm and me with the other. Then he practically carried us out of there past the dead body lying in the sawdust, through the back door and into a cobblestone alley. As we ran toward the docks, the boy calmed down. Pier 7 is this way, Mr. Abbott. You know my name. I don't know yours. It's Lee. Lee Reynolds. Hurry, we haven't much time. All right. Now, what boat are you taking us? What's this all about? The boat's the Anna Marie. I signed up to sail with her last week. She leaves tonight. She's commissioned to carry food to Europe. Registered for a special United Nations cargo. All right, go on. Listen, if we're going on board, your wife better wait here. On this ship... They play for keeps. He's right, Gene. Well, if you make me stay here on dock, I'll only follow you once you've gone. Sorry, Lee. She's the stubborn type. Keep talking. Well, the boat's across the street here, and you... Oh, look out for that truck! Pat, look out! Pat! Pat, are you all right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was awfully close, though. Yeah, these dark streets. I'm surprised they don't have more accidents. That wasn't an accident. Huh? Somebody wants to keep us off that boat. What's on that ship? Well, I don't know exactly. That's why I haven't told the police. It'd take too long to convince them. By that time, they'd sail. But there's something in that hold. There must be something in the hold of that baby. Something very hot. From the minute I got on board, Mr. Abbott, everybody acted kind of screwy. The captain, the steward, everybody. And they won't let me go near the hold. By the way, who's the big fellow you got into the brawl with? He was in the crew. I told him that I knew it was a phony cargo of some kind. I threatened to talk. I'm no crook. Well, he blew his top. But I didn't kill him. My shots went wild. Whoever threw that knife killed him. All right, all right. Where'd you get the gun? In a hock shop in Chinatown. I knew I'd need one just as soon as I got mixed up in this deal. Well, you better give it to me. You'll get into more trouble with it. No. Hmm? I want to keep it. All right, Lee, you can keep it. Yeah, there's the ship. It's supposed to be loaded with food packages for European relief. Well, they haven't got steam up yet. We have some time anyway. All right, what's the setup, Lee? Want to sneak down into the hold? No, no that won't work. They have it watched. I found that out. I think it'd be smarter to go right in and talk to the captain. Look, Mr. Abbott, you're a private detective. You might get an angle. And it'd fool them, too. Walking in right to the captain's quarters. <laughs> they won't suspect us. Well, that makes sense. Here's the gangway. Well, what'll you tell the captain, Lee? Well, I... I'll say you're friends of mine. Visiting. I wish you'd go home, Mrs. Abbott. I don't think this is going to be a very pleasant visit. I wish you'd be quiet, Mr. Abbott. I wouldn't go home now for anything in the world. There are the captain's quarters. Come in. Excuse me, Captain. What is it, Lee? This is Mr. and Mrs. Abbott, friends of mine. I, I, I invited them on board for a visit. I thought I made it clear to you that we don't allow any visitors. Oh, Captain, I, I've heard a skipper is usually very proud of his boat. You've a wonderful ship here. Never mind the charm, Mrs. Abbott. I'd appreciate it if you and your husband would get off the boat. You have a cargo of food for Europe, they tell me, Captain. Do they? Uh, yes, Lee was telling me how glad he was to be on an assignment like this. You talk too much, Lee. You talk about everything but yourself. Did he tell you he's a jailbird? Uh, no, he didn't. Well, you should be more careful of the friends you select, Mr. Abbott. Now, if you leave, I told you I won't stand for no visitors. Or shall I have the crew escort you off? Okay, Captain. Coming, Jean. Leave. Oh, uh, thanks for your hospitality, Captain. Get off this ship! Next this way. You want to sneak into the hole now, Mr. Rabbit? Uh, no, not now, Lee. I have another problem on my mind. I'm going back to that bar. To the bar, Pat? Yes. I want to know what became of Spencer. Who's he? The friend of mine. He owned the property where the bar is. Well, what's that got to do with this boat? Plenty. If they're working some kind of a racket on this ship, they need a headquarters. A spot near the water. And Spencer, who owned that bar just a block or so from here has disappeared. Now, that's interesting. I'm going back there and play hide-and-seek. You wait here, Lee. But... You come with me, Jean. But the ship, it'll sail. And if we could get down into the hole and find out what they've got there, we might be able to stop them. Well, we'll have to take that chance. Now, you stay on board, Lee. When I come back, 
Now stand in the dock and whistle. Like this. You got it? Right. And I'll whistle the same thing back to you. That means it's okay to come on board. Good luck, Mr. Abbott. Goodbye, Lee. Careful, Jean. Watch the gangway going down. Uh-huh. Pat. Hmm? Do you trust me? Why do you say that? Well, he insisted on keeping his gun. And the captain said he was a jailbird. Might mean something, yes. How about the captain himself? No, we can't do anything until we find Svensson, darling. He'll clear this up, if he's alive. We sneaked back through the dark streets. This time, Pat was doubly careful for trucks or any other fake accident. Then, in the bar... A waiter came over to us. All right, what do you have? Just a beer, thanks. Uh, nothing for me. Okay, one beer. Uh, just a minute, chum. Hmm? Seen Frank Svensson around? I never heard of him. I'm anxious to know where Svensson is. It'll be worth a lot to me. Uh-uh, sorry, bud. Might be worth ten bucks. No dice, pal. Twenty? Look, I got a bad memory. It takes plenty to get it working. All right, how's fifty? Uh, where is he? Right here. Now, where's Svensson? Yeah, that I don't know. But I can tell you this. I went walking with Svensson the other night. Down by 23rd and Canal. It was very dark, and somebody walloped me over the head. Yeah. I didn't see who it was. I went out cold. When I come to, Swenson was gone. I ain't seen him since. And the uh, new head waiter here told me to stop asking about him if I didn't want to get my head handed to me. Well, thanks. Now, look, I'm uh, telling you this because I like the guy, you understand? It ain't the door, no. I'm the sentimental type. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, there's one more question. Yeah? Where's the telephone? Yeah, by the front door. To the left, you see it? Okay. Well, who are you going to call, Pat? The harbor police. What? I want to invite them to go fishing. Oh, Pat, stop clowning. I'm serious, Jean. I want them to come fishing with me for a corpse. In just a moment, act two of tonight's mystery, The Rickshaw Red Lipstick. What do you know about your government? What, for example, do you know about the work of the Interstate Commerce Commission? Some 75 years ago, there were approximately 150 different time zones in our country, each of which was set up regionally. In order to erase such confusion, the Interstate Commerce Commission was established. It divided the country into four standard time zones so that railroads, planes, buses, and the mail could run on a uniform schedule. The Interstate Commerce Commission also makes rules and regulations for all forms of interstate transportation. It makes certain that railroads, truck lines, barges, and boats are operated safely, charge reasonable rates, and give dependable service. Yes, when it comes to the regulation of national time and the protection of national travel, the Interstate Commerce Commission is always at the service of the American people. That's how your government works. And now for Act Two of The Adventures of the Abbots, the rickshaw red lipstick.
Pat's request, the harbor police met him at 23rd and Canal with dredging equipment. Their spotlights searched the water while Pat and I stood on a police boat, idling at the wharf, watching. I hope my hunch was right. It's got to be right. They haven't found a thing, Pat. Well, they will, Jean. Just be patient. Well, that does it. There he is. That, 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 that body in the net? That's Benson, Jean. Not very presentable, is he? Oh, it's horrible. Well, after a dead body's been in the water for some time, it's not a pretty picture. Say, boys, could you put him down over here? I don't want to break up your routine. I just want to get a quick look at him. You take a look, Pat. I've seen enough. It's all right, darling. Turn around. Don't look. Now, thanks, boys. That's okay. I just want to give my old friend Svensson the once-over. Well, looks like he got the usual treatment. Somebody broke his neck and put big rocks in his pockets and tossed him into the drink. Well, this is interesting, these papers. Tell me what you found, Pat. Oh, uh, there are letters here, Gene, unsigned. Telling Svensson he'd better sell his property or else. At least that's about all I can read. They're soaked. Now, come on, I've got another phone call to make. Who is it this time? Will you stop talking in riddles? I'm going to call the license bureau. I want to know who owns that bar now. Who took it over from Svensson? Gee, it's hot here, isn't it? Take my handkerchief, darling, and wipe your brow. No, thanks. I've got my own. Yeah, that's better. Oh. Yes, Jean, I'm going to phone and ask who owns the bar. Got any theories about who it is? Lee or the captain? I think I know who it is, Jean. Thanks to the fact that it's very warm tonight. As usual, my strong, silent husband wouldn't tell me another thing. I begged, I wheedled. I threatened, but it didn't do any good. He wouldn't tell me why the warm weather gave him a tip about who was behind all this. The Bureau told him the name of the owner of the bar over the telephone. Of course, he wouldn't tell me that either. He was in one of his reticent moods. Then we stole back to the dock, to Pier 7. It was pitch black. The boat was silhouetted against an enormous yellow moon. The ship seemed deserted. Pat stood on the dock and gave the signal he'd agreed upon with Lee. Well, here goes, Jean. I hope Lee is all right. Well, if you think you're going alone, chum, you... Easy. Let's get up this gangway. Pat? Pat, can you see anything? No, not much. Moon is bright, but it's awfully dark here. Look, the number three hole door is open. I'm going to jump in. You stay here and tell me if you hear anyone coming. All right. But be careful, Pat. I will. Here goes. in there, Pat? Boxes. Food. Marked by the UN Relief Board. They all look like... 
Wait, I gotta light a match. I can see better. They're all boxes. Wait a minute, I'll open one. What's inside? Hey. Hurry, Pat, tell me. Tell me. This box had a red mark on the outside. Some of the others didn't. You know what's in the box? Darling, what? For goodness sake, stop stalling. But what's in that one? Fountain pens and lipstick. You get it, Jean? They're smuggling stuff into Europe, hidden under the food. Fountain pens, lipsticks. American cigarettes in this one. I have half the boxes in this hold are loaded this way. They could make a fortune in Europe. Do you know what this stuff is worth over there? They've got those color code marks on about every third box. The new customs wouldn't inspect every single one, especially if they had a UN stamp on them, which they probably faked. Come on, Pat, we'll get the harbor police. Of all the racket soldiers. Don't go, Jean. Well, why not? Because if we yell now, we'll never find out who is back of this. But, Pat, you can't just... Huh? Someone's coming. Can you see who it is? Uh, it's the captain. Good. I'm coming back on deck. Okay. Now duck behind this barrel with me. What are you going to do? Take a shot at the captain. I borrowed this 38 from the harbor police. Pat, are you crazy? You're going to shoot the captain in cold blood? Just, just like that? You'll see. Squat down here with me and don't make a sound. other end of the deck. It's fine. Now the next step. You missed, Pat. I'm ashamed of you. You wanted to wing him, didn't you? No, no. I wanted to miss. Can you see what he's doing now? Uh, just his silhouette. He's, he's gone into his cabin, I think. And that's just where I'm going. Captain and I are going to have a little chat, Jean, about murder. Good evening, Captain. Abbott, what are you doing here? I thought I told you... You were a bit rude during our last visit, Captain, but I don't think you should die for it. Me? Die? Yes, we learned a lot about you, Captain, but you don't know much about me. I'm a private detective. As I came up the gangplank just now, I heard a pistol shot. Shall I tell you what it was? What do you know, Abbott? I know all about the little smuggling deal that's going on. I know that whoever the head of the ring is just took a shot at you. Ah, you're out of your mind. A member of your crew was killed tonight in a bar near this dock. Frank Svensson was killed, too, because he wouldn't sell the property where the bar is located. The head of this outfit, Captain, tossed a knife into that seaman and also did away with Svensson. Now you're next. Go on. You're next because the boss has decided to take all the dough and leave you out. Does that sound like I'm out of my mind? If it does... Take a look at the sleeve of your coat where the bullet grazed it. They won't miss next time, Captain. We know a lot of odd stories, don't we? Now, you've got a chance to get off easy. Maybe turn state's evidence. Maybe get out of the rap for murder. You're in it now, Captain. You had knowledge of the crimes. You're an accomplice. How do I know you're on the level yourself? Don't you worry about me. Just take my advice. Get to the boss and straighten yourself out. If you don't get to the boss very fast, you're a dead duck. I told you the fireworks were just beginning, didn't I? All right. You wait here. I'll settle this, so help me, I'll settle it. If that dirty crook is trying to get rid of me, I'll... I'll... Where's he going, Pat? He's going to speak to the boss. My little trick worked. Oh? 
Come on, Gene, let's follow him. He's going up to the bridge, see? The boss must be up there. Easy now. Let him go up alone. In a second, you'll see who's been running this setup. Let him go up the stairs. That's it. Now, we wait here and listen. Well, if I stand on tiptoe, I can see who he's talking to. Go ahead, then. It's Alola, the fortune teller. Right, Pat. But, but how did you know? Shh. I'll tell you later. Just listen to them. Yes, you tried to bump me off just now, didn't you? You're standing here giving me the applesauce about how everything is great. Then when I walk away from you, you start taking pot shots at me, you rock. I did not shoot at you. Now shut up and get this boat out of here. They are waiting for the stuff in Lisbon. This boat ain't going anywhere. Not yet, it ain't. I'm no sucker. You think I'm going to turn my back again and give you another chance to get me out of the way? You got a habit of knocking people off, Aluna. You threw Swenson into the river, didn't you? I got rid of Swenson because he was in my way. I like things to go smoothly, Captain. But since you have decided to shoot your mouth off, I am sorry. Put down that knife. Don't throw that knife. Oh, sorry, I had to use this 38 to stop you, Alona. Oh, good. I wasn't sure how good you were with a knife. You missed Lee at the bar tonight and killed that crewman by mistake. I wouldn't have minded especially if you'd hit the captain here, but uh, you might have missed again and hit me or my wife. You know, Jean, I believe. Oh, don't bother introducing us, Pat. Uh, we've Mr. met... Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Rabbit! Yes, well, you can oh. relax now, Lee. You seem to have cleared things up a bit. Where were you? Well, I... I got frightened waiting out there on deck. I, I went to look for you. I see. Now, let's go, Alona. You too, Captain. All right. Oh, Alona, uh, I wanted to thank you. Thank me? For what? For telling my wife's fortune. For telling me about that second-hand Charles Boyer she was in love with. He was not second-hand, and he was not like Charles Boyer. He took me driving a few times, and then one night we... <clears throat> oh, it's awfully hot tonight, isn't it? Pat, darling. Mm. Before you go to sleep, tell me something. What? When they found Svensson's body in the river, you said you knew who was the head of the ring. You said you knew it because it was warm tonight. <laughs> what did you mean? Well, it was warm, and I was perspiring, and you offered me your handkerchief. But I used mine instead, remember? And when I did, I saw lipstick on it. Rickshaw red lipstick. From the time Alona kissed me after I gave her that $5 tip. Now, that rang the bell. The lipsticks placed in the cases on the ship were... Rickshaw Red. And who was the only person in the whole picture we'd forgotten about? Alona. Of course, I wasn't sure, but then I called headquarters and asked for the name of the new owner of Svensson's Bar, and, well, that confirmed it. So, you see, lipstick does have great value. Well, Alona should have worn the kiss-proof kind, like mine. Oh, is your lipstick kiss-proof? Mm -hmm. Really kiss-proof? <laughs> Doesn't any of it come off when you kiss me? It's guaranteed. Hmm. Jean, darling. Yes, Pat. Let's try it and see. Hmm. Oh, there. Convinced now? No, no, that isn't scientific. Any scientist will tell you the test isn't valid unless it's tried at least a hundred times. Oh, oh, but that would take all night. <laughs> would, wouldn't it?
The National Broadcasting Company has presented The Adventures of the Abbots, starring Claudia Morgan and Les Damon as those nationally popular personalities of detective fiction, Pat and Jean Abbott, created by Francis Crane. The cast included Everett Sloan, Lottie Stavisky, and Bob Hastings. The Adventures of the Abbots was written by Howard Merrill, original music composed and conducted by Dewey Bergman, produced by Ted Lloyd and Bernard L. Schubert, directed and recorded by Harry Frazee. Next week, same time, same station, another exciting adventure in crime with Pat and Jean in The Adventures of the Abbots. This is Wayne Howell speaking. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.